there's something scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes, they you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonobella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. So just go ahead and grab this link right here, amen, and that we will go ahead and give it to you for those that may not able to tap in to the broadcast um, on um, video. You can go ahead and listen to it audible, amen, and I'm going to go ahead and send that out, hallelujah, to those that are on the messenger as well. Some people grab it from the messenger in our early girl morning glory, and yes, Lord, amen. So I want to make sure that I get that to you as well. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab that. Amen. There you go. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Let's go ahead and get started. Hallelujah. Today, we're going to talk about obedience. Amen. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. That's right. I said obedience is better than sacrifice. Hallelujah. When we are obedient to the things of God, then we're able to do the will of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's just talk. We're going to talk today. We said we're going to keep it 100. Remember, remember, we said we were going to start. We're going to keep everything 100. Amen. So because we're going to keep it 100, we're going to talk about some issues that some issues that it may feel uncomfortable to some but guess what it's okay because we're about to come on now god is about to tap into our hearts after we get finished discussing some of these matters but first we're gonna we're talking about obedience unto god because when we're obedient unto god then we can open up and deal with some of the situations that most of us are dealing with especially as parents come on some of us is dealing with some situations that Sometimes we don't even want to share. But guess what? If you don't share, how are you going to overcome them? You have to share what you're going through because you never know. Somebody else may be going through the same thing that you're going through. So therefore, because of that, you have to learn how to talk about situations, especially situations that sometimes can be 
you know, um, hard to deal with. So at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we are opening up and we're talking about those situations. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, somebody just asked me to send this to them. So please be bear with me as I copy this link and send this link. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen and glory to God. So please join us every other Tuesday. I am a Psalms 139.14 woman hour. I am your host, Lady Apostle Robin. And we're here on this afternoon. Amen. And I know that God is about to bless us with what he has for us. Amen. So hopefully you should be able, you should get that now. Hallelujah. Those that are looking to, um, they just asked me for the link. So I'm sending that link out to you now. Amen. Hallelujah. So go ahead and grab that link. Hallelujah. And let's get on and, and let's just go ahead and learn together on today about obedience. Hallelujah. Amen. And glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm just so excited today. I'm excited every day because you know what? We want to make sure we live, we live our best days, right? Because if we don't live our best days, we're not promised tomorrow. So you got to be happy for today. You got to be happy for what's going on today. Whatever is going on today, you should be happy for it. Amen. Because somebody didn't wake up today. Somebody wasn't able, somebody wasn't able to um, lift one hand today to help to, 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 for somebody. Amen. So you should be happy today. Amen. Like it's your last day. Amen. Because it may just be your last day. Amen. So you should just be happy for today. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead. I need for you to share this with somebody as I'm just sharing this because somebody asked me to say, hey, Apostle, could you please um, send me send me this? And I said, sure. Let me make sure that I, I give, give, give you the link. And then I'm also sending the link out now to the other um, individuals. So bear with me. Hallelujah. And then those that cannot listen in um, on the video, you can always go to the audio and the audio will let you in as well to listen to us audio. Amen. So let's um, make sure that everybody have an opportunity in hearing us and tuning in to I am a Psalms 139, 14 woman hour. I am your host, Lady Apostle Robin. God bless you. Oh my God. So just make sure that you share the link. Don't be selfish. Amen. Share the link with somebody. Share the link with somebody so that somebody also can listen in. Amen. Let me make sure uh, the sound is, is up and going. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. There you go. So everybody's on. Hallelujah. Let's make sure we got this going. Hallelujah. Okay, I got the sound going. I hear it. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Glory to God. There we go. There we go. Okay. Let's go back to the Zoom. So those that are looking on Zoom, they also. So we're also on Zoom. Hallelujah. For those that don't know the meeting ID, the meeting ID is 788-277-2799. Again, it is 788-277-2799. And the passcode is 1115. 788-277-2799 is the Zoom meeting ID and passcode is 1115. You can join us on that as well. Amen. So let's go ahead and get started because we don't want to be before you long. It's already one o'clock. We started around 1230. So we want to make sure. And today what we're doing is we're talking about um, obedience unto God. Amen. We said we're going to keep it 100 meaning that we're going to be talking about some situations that may feel uncomfortable for some, but guess what? It's okay because we're about to open up. It's time for us to open up and talk to someone because some of us is facing the same issues, maybe not um, with somebody that we know, but it's somebody that we may not know, but we're still dealing with the same issue. So as we begin to talk about those real life issues, I believe God is going to um, help us to not only have an understanding, but also help us heal from those situations. But I just want you to know that no matter what you're going through, 
God is always here with us. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. Decrease me that you may increase as you go forth to work through me as your servant. As we begin to talk about obedience unto you, it is important, oh God, that our obedience is unto you so that you will begin to work in our lives and move in our lives and do the things in our lives that we're called to do. So Lord God, we just thank you. We understand that our obedience is only unto you and only you in Jesus' name. And God, we thank you for allowing us to be more faithful and more obedient to your word and to your will and where you would take us and where you would have us to go in Jesus name. Amen and glory to God. I am your host, Lady Apostle Robin Stokes. Hallelujah. God bless you. I am a Psalms 139, 14 woman, hour, a wave of glory, Sword International Network. God bless you. want to talk about obedience unto God on this afternoon. As we're obedient unto God, God will definitely continue to be faithful to us. But guess what? God is still faithful to us. Even though we're faithless to God at times, God is always faithful to us. But there is something called obedience. When we walk in obedience, doors begin to open. Things begin to move. God began to walk in and out of our lives and situations that seem so unbearable begins to work on our behalf. You know, right now we're going through so much, especially after this pandemic and not even before the pandemic, we still was going through a lot of things, you know, dealing with gun violence, dealing with drug addiction, dealing with um, the spirit of perversion, dealing with just so many things that we were going through, even with such a corrupt government system, you know, dealing with the high number in divorces. Come on now, dealing with most of us losing our jobs during the pandemic, losing our children to this world, amen, when we have raised them in the way that they were supposed to go. But because of peer pressure, because of situations that have misled them to walk in disobedience, amen, um, it's causing um, turmoil in our lives. And, and we're just going through certain things, you know, especially with some of our children, it's just the spirit of rebellion. Oh my God, it's just so, oh, it is just, it is difficult. It is, I don't even have the word for it because a lot of the children are walking not only in disobedience, but they are rebelling against their parents. They're rebelling against the elders. They're rebelling against those that God have sent in their lives. And one thing we must understand is that we must not rebel against authority. Because when we re rebel against authority, first of all, witchcraft is in operation. Because we know that that's one of the things stem from witchcraft is rebellious. Amen. Being rebelling against authority. So therefore, some of the things that most parents are going through right now is their children rebelling against what they're telling them to do. And most of the times when they do that, then the next thing you know, they're out in the streets. They're out in this world. And, and, and God knows what they're out there doing. But we must not give up on our children. Let me help you understand something. We must continue to look after our children. Even though I know that they most have went astray. I know that they have done things that is un. Bearable. I know that they have said things to you that is so disrespectful and just so, my God. And you're like, wait a minute, I give up. I, 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 I'm done. Yes, we say we're done, but we should not be done because we need to continue to pray and keep them lifted up and keep them covered in the blood of Jesus because that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants us to give up on our children. Why? Because he knows that they are our seeds. Our seed meaning that they will begin to uh, multiply and they will dream dreams and see visions. They will lead many to nations and kings and queens will come and sit under their feet. But the enemy wants us to give up. The enemy wants us to just throw in a towel on our children and say so many negative words against them because when we're angry the things that we say oh you're going to be just like your father oh you're not going to amount to anything oh you know what just all these things that we say out of anger when what we're doing is we're putting that negative seed into the atmosphere even though yes i know their father have done things that is out of order but you don't want to say those things because you are setting your child up to be 
do those same mistakes that maybe their father or their mother did. So when you begin to speak those things in the atmosphere, saying, oh, you're going to be just like your mother, or oh, you're going to be just like your grandfather or your father or your uncle or your aunt, and it wasn't a good thing because maybe they dealt with alcoholism, maybe they dealt with drug addiction, maybe they dealt with perversion. You don't know what their lifestyle was. All you know is what you saw, but you don't know what they dealt with behind closed doors and those same demonic spirits that they never overcame and nobody knew about, when you begin to say that they're going to be like that individual, guess what? Those spirits begin to awaken and then they find an a, a entry in their life. And when they find that entry in their life, they become to they come in to set up shop. They come in to set up house. Means when you move in the house, you come in, you inspect it, you say, Okay, I'm gonna put the couch over here, I'm gonna put the bed over here, I'm gonna hang the curtains over here, I'm gonna put the dishes over here. And at the end of the day, by the time you move everything in, you got everything already coordinated on how you want it. That's how demonic spirits is. They they look and see how they're going to coordinate themselves inside of you. Why? Because they need a body. They need a body to operate in in order to, for them to fulfill and do what their purpose to do. So when we're calling these things into existence in our children's life or in the life of whoever we're speaking negativity um, to, guess what? Or out of anger. That's why we have to not allow the sun to go down on our anger. Okay, the argument went a wrong way. Y'all did not agree. There's something scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes thing you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone. Permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonobella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. That's Sonobello.com slash save. Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created fine guess what you don't have to um be around them every day but you gotta love them you love them but that don't mean you gotta hang with them i love you but i don't have to hang around you because god already showed me who you really are your character but i'm not gonna use that against you i'm still gonna love you though and if it, and if, it, and if the time coming i ever have to come and help i'm gonna pray to god first God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? Because before, my heart was so open to just do, do, do. But I'm in this time and the season where when God show you people who they are, you better have wisdom and begin to pray and ask God, okay, God, how do I go in this situation this time? Because when I went in that situation that time, you saw the outcome. So I want to make sure that I'm going in doing your will and doing it the way that you want me to do so that I don't have any strings attached. I don't, my feelings or my emotions is not caught up in this and I'm not doing this out of my emotions i'm not doing this out of my feelings i'm not doing this out of just robbing but i'm doing this out of obedience unto you see we are commanded by god to walk in the spirit so that we will not fulfill the flesh the, excuse me the lust of the flesh right because when we read in the book of galatians chapters 5 through 16 through 18 it talks about not walk not um fulfilling in the lust of flesh Pride, come on, all those things. So we are commanded to evangelize, meaning that we are called to speak life. See, when you evangelize, that means that we're speaking life in dead places. When you evangelize, you're bringing hope to a dying nation. When you're evangelizing, you're bringing love to situations where they're unbearable and they're no, there's no love and, and there's so much of hurt and pain. 
Come on, we need to evangelize starting with our household. We need to evangelize our children, even though sometimes we may cannot reach our children. But pray because God will send somebody else to evangelize and speak into your children's life. Even though you have spoken and you have given all that you can give in a positive manner, not in a negative manner, not in a manner to say, okay, I'm the mama and you're going to do what I say and you're going to do it how I'm saying doing it, or I'm your daddy and if you don't do it this way, I'm going to bust you upside your head. No, those things, yes, we all done that. Come on, growing up, you didn't know no better because that's what our mother said to us. Or if you don't get in there and wash those dishes, I'm going to bust you upside your head. Or if you don't get in there and do that, I'm going to throw a shoe at you. And most of the times they do a shoe at us, they hit us with a broomstick. Now, we already know about the racetrack. They hit us across the back with the racetrack. Uh-huh. Even though right now that's considered like abuse. But back then it was the easiest thing that they can get their hand on, especially if they felt like we were talking back. Hey, they're going to grab a shoe and throw it at you. Or they're going to get that broom and hit you. Or they're going to get that racetrack and crack you. Right? But nowadays, even when we discipline our children, if they call the police, guess what? The police going to come and arrest us. So now the children, they feel like they can talk to parents any kind of way, do what they want to do, say what they want to say. But at the end of the day, it's not good because the Bible tells a child to honor your mother and your father, honor your mother and your father so that you will have long life. So it's not just merely talking about your biological mother or your biological, it did not say honor your biological mother or honor your biological father. It did not say that. It says to honor your mother and your father, meaning that whoever God may sit in your life that may be like an elder to you, like a mother or an elder or like a father. Those that's what he's talking about. People not only just because they're older than you, you just want to respect people as a whole, no matter if they're your age. You want to respect people because you want that same respect. You want to respect people because that's just what you should want to do because respect goes a long way you respect me i respect you even if you don't respect me i'm still gonna respect you because i have to look up to god see even though when people come and try to disrespect you you cannot fall in their trap meaning being disrespectful because they're disrespectful people gonna do it any kind of way but at the end of the day you gotta still respect them for who they are and sometimes it's not easy it's not easy respecting um, people that disrespect you when you know you've done all you can do. But see, when you have that love and you have that respect, you can turn the other cheek, meaning that, okay, you can crack me over here. But guess what? Yes, I am upset. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to be upset. Now, I'll be sitting up here saying now, come on. No, you're going to be upset. Oh, my God. Oh, you're going to be upset. Matter of fact, you're going to probably say some things up under your breath and walk away. But at the end of the day, be careful what comes out of your mouth. So I'm talking about words right now. I'm keeping it 100 because right now, the way some of our children is responding and acting, mm, it is not good. You know, they're talking back. They're, 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 they're doing what they want to do. And most of us parents have given up. Most of our parents have threw our hands up. Most of our parents have said, you know what? I'm just going to send you away. Okay. But at the end of the day, you're still going to have to come back and deal with that. Because if it doesn't happen for this one, your other one's coming up. So the enemy going to try his best to try to defeat every seed that you have. That's why we cannot give up on our children. We cannot stop praying for our children. We cannot stop calling their names out to God. We have to continue to pray for them. We got to continue to cover them. We got to continue to plead the blood of Jesus over them. I know most of them have gotten on drugs. Now, that is just the most devastating thing that you can go through with a child is them um, having used substance abuse or drug abuse. Because at the end of the day, they're just trying to feed their need. They're not worried about who they're hurting in the process, especially when they're high, because the enemy is at them. So they can't hear you. They can't see you. So a lot of times we get so angry, even though it's not right, that they can come in maybe for some steal from us or say things to hurt us or we constantly seeing them in that state. It's not good when you see a child that you gave birth to in a state of being a drug addict. 
It's not good seeing that same child that you gave birth to dealing with substance abuse. Or what about that child changing their identity? The spirit of perversion. Now they feel like, oh, I want to be gay. I want to be bisexual. I want to be heterosexual. Come on. These are situations that we are dealing with right now. It is nothing that we, come on, we got to talk about this. The church don't want to talk about it. Everybody want everything just, oh, pray. No, these are issues in a household. That if we don't deal with those issues as a village, as a family, come on, many lives are at stake here. Even some of us as leaders, as pastors, as apostles, as prophets, as evangelists, as teachers, some of our children have went astray, and God knows we've been in church for 50 years, some 25, some 10, 5, maybe 1, but we're serving God like never before. We don't have changed our lives, and we're walking them out. Not only that, we raised our children in, in, in that environment of serving God, and how dare them to go out and, and deal with these certain issues, but guess what? It's happening in the church. Some of our children are dealing with these issues but we hide it because we don't want the congregation to look at us like oh well your child messed up how could you preach to us and not? it's not even about that the enemy is going to attack every leader because if he can shut the mouth of the leader and not allow truth to come out then guess what he can't help nobody in the congregation because the majority of the people in the congregation is dealing with that same situation in their family with their children and they're saying, if I can't go to my family and talk to them, I can't come to my pastor? I can't come to my apostle? My, my evangelist? My teacher? My prophet? Because everybody is such in secret. Nobody want to be open and be transparent and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. See, we need to be open and transparent of what we're going through. See, when we try to say, oh, we've been saved for 100 years and everything's so good and dandy, how, who are you helping? No, you got to talk about it. Hey, you know what? It ain't easy. It's a struggle every day just to wake up and get out of my bed just to live right. Because there's so many things that's dangling in front of me. But as I stay in the will of God and I walk in an obedience to God, and I know that I'm commanded by God to walk in the spirit so that I'm not fulfilled um, with the lust of the flesh, the lust of pride. Come on. I'm not fulfilled with these negative things. I'm commanded to evangelize. I'm commanded to forgive. See, when we're praying for forgiveness, we're not forgiven until we forgive others so that we can have peace. See, a lot of times we want people to forgive us, but we don't want to forgive them. We say, okay, they're forgiven, but how you really know that um, a person is forgiven? Because they will not continue to throw it up over and over. Every time you have an argument, it's coming back up. So even with our children, we have told our children, okay, do not touch the stove um, over here because if you touch it, it's hot. Don't touch the stove over here because if you touch it, it's hot. And we continue to tell them that over and over and over and over again. It don't get, it don't be able to settle into them because every time they look up, we're saying it over and over again. Or maybe they they did something and they came back and they apologized, Mom, I'm sorry, Dad, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for doing this. And you know, yes, at a matter of times, it's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to quit just saying you're sorry and put action with it and really be sorry. But at the end of the day. We as parents, we can't continue to bring up the past. Okay, they have overcome one situation, but now they're dealing with another situation. So just imagine them trying to overcome that situation. And it's already so unbearable to them. See, they can't really look back and see how they overcame the other one because they're blinded right now. They can't see right now. So they don't know where God have delivered them from, from their past experience. But you have saw how God delivered them. But what we do as parents, we bring back up that same old situation and add it on to this new situation. And now it just makes it so combobulated to where their mind is just like, wait a minute, I can't take it no more. You know what? I just, I, let me just get out away from everybody. Let me just do my own thing. Let me go to the world because they hear me louder than my people. And that's what's happening. And the people that's in the world ain't giving them wise counsel. They're not giving them wise advice. They're not giving them godly wisdom. They're giving them the things of this world, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Come on. They're giving them these things. 
that is detouring them away from their purpose and destiny so that they can destroy their destiny because the enemy is waiting for them to come to open up themselves so that the spirits that I'm talking about that are so demonic comes and take residence in their house, meaning with inside of them. So their minds is so confabulated to where it's like they can't think straight. They All they can say is that, well, they never listen to me. I tried to talk to them. They just keep on. So when the child feel like, oh, you're not listening to them, they're going to go where they can be heard. And that's even an adult. When adult, a, an adult feel like, oh, you're not hearing me, they're going to go where they're able to be heard, even though you're telling them the right thing, even though the things that you're telling them is, is, is what they need to hear. But sometimes we need to just sit back and we just need to let them just express themselves. I remember, you know, doing the All About Me, the, the prison ministry at 2020 Detention Center, and God showed me something. I always wanted to go in and minister to the young ladies because I know I have a women ministry. But at the end of the day, that's not what God had for me. Because every time I got there, they would always put me in the boys' pod. And I was asking God, like, well, God, but see, I have two sons. So God was showing me how not only to raise my boys, but also how to talk to them. So when I came into this pod, I was all churchy, dressy. But I had to, I realized, like, wait a minute, like Paul said, I had to become like some to win some, meaning not, I'm not becoming sin. I'm not going to sin to become, no. I had to come in there with my Tim's on I had to come in there with my white tee on with my hat turned to the back. But I had Jesus. I had my Bible, my nine millimeter, which was my word of God. Come on now. And then I had to pull out my, my car that had 20s on it. So when they looked out the window, they was looking like, well, who is this? And when I got out, they was like, Pastor Robin? Come on now. But at the same time, I was coming with something deadly, which was the word of God. I was coming with something that was going to change hearts, that was going to change minds. But what I did was instead of me coming down there preaching at them, Standing at the board, preaching God's word, I set us all in a circle. You know how Jesus did? He, he, when he fed the multitude, he set them in groups, 50, so that he was showing order. He separated the men, the women, and the children so that it was set order. So God said, no, set them in a circle and then have a discussion. Open the floor up. Listen to them. And oh, my God. When I did just that, hey, they preached to me. See, what we don't understand is that our children sometimes got more word than us. Our children know the Bible even better than us. But because sometimes we don't hear them, because we're keep on, I'm mama, I'm daddy. You got to listen to me. And if you don't listen to me, and if it's not this way, it ain't going to be no way. No, 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 no. We have to listen. I had to learn this the hard way because we will lose our children. We will lose them. We will lose them to this world. And then guess what? We don't know what they're hearing. We're, they're hearing things that is going to detour them from their purpose and destiny. They're going to be into things that is so unknown that we wouldn't even think. that. How, where, where did this come from? When we, when we were out there, we didn't do those things. But now in this day and time, hey, you better be careful. Don't send your... Want a great way to recognize your employees? Check out Custom Inc. Have you ever thought about doing something special for your customers? Custom Inc. can do that too. And wouldn't your team love some custom gear? Custom Inc. is ready. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner. With great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it, and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Plus, everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at custominc.com. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Kids to the devil. When you give up on them and you stop listening to them and you stop hearing them and you throw your hands up, cuss them out, put them out, hey, you got to deal with that thing. I know it's not easy. It is not. It is hard to raise and to try to discipline a child that is so rebelling. Oh, my God, because that spirit is so, and if you are not spiritually equipped, 
hey, you gonna throw your hands up and be like, I'm done. Because there was many times before God really gave me that spiritual insight on how to deal with that type of spirit. It was like, you know what, bye. Good back. Come on, can I be real? Bye. Get out. Take your stuff. Don't come back. But now, hey, I stand up to that demon. Even with people dealing with alcoholism, I know that demon. That demon, oh my God, that was one of the demons that ran rapid in my family. I know that demon. I know how it reacts. And one thing it does, it, it comes at you to try to intimidate you. It tries to try to control you and it tries to hurt you and say things to try to move you out the way so that you cannot stand up to it. And if you're not careful, it will get you in a place where you'd be like, you know what? I'm not coming back. This is it. I'm not going down there no more. I'm not coming back around them. Oh, no, they would never disrespect me like that. Hey, but the devil is a lie. You got to be able to stand up to that spirit. I know you're like, wait a minute, apostle. Stand up to an alcohol demon. Yeah. Because it's nothing but a spirit, demonic spirit. That is something that's deep down within that individual that they're dealing with. See, it's like a crutch. People have to lean up against something when they're dealing with something. And until they deal with it, they need it to hold them up. If it's removed and they're not healed, they're going to fall. So we run to alcohol. We run to nicotine. We run to um, shopping. We run to eating. We run to, come on, we run to a lot of things. It ain't just alcohol it's not just drugs we, what about shopping what about eating don't you know there's a compulsive of eating behavior spirit don't you know it's a compulsive um, 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 shopping behavior spirit come on we go shopping because we depress we eat because we depress we don't know it but that's why we're eating we're depressed and then when we're oppressed, that means the enemy said, now, you know what? I'm about to get out of control. See, when you're depressed, at least you got a little say. When you're oppressed, it's like you still got a little say, but the enemy about to overtake you. And then when you go on regression, it's over. He in your mind. He's controlling you. Believe in a lie. So that's why we have to know how to deal with our children. We have to know how to deal with people as a whole. Because guess what? You can't hate the person. It is the spirit that is behind that individual acting the way that they're acting. You know, you got people, when it comes to money, you know how to handle them because they're going to always try to get over your own money. So what you do is you just don't even involve yourselves in no transaction dealing with them with money because you already know their character. You already know who how they are. So why even put yourself in that situation when you know that they're not fair? You know they're going to try to get over on you. You know, So just to keep everything at peace, I can deal with you on other things, but when it comes to that, until you build your character and your character come to an acceptable, positive manner, we can't deal on that level. But I can deal with you over here. So you got to be able to know people's character. When you know people's character and know who they are, then you will know how to deal with them better. It won't upset you as much. You won't be as angry because you know that that's their character. You know their character is in that manner. So you don't hate them or talk about them. You just know, like, okay, let me pray for them that it change their character changes so that it won't affect them. Because, see, it can run a lot of people away from them when really God is really sending a blessing to them. But when their character is out of place, it will destroy relationships. And even relationships that I'm talking about with our children. Our children should feel like, oh, they can come to mom or dad and talk about anything. You know, I remember with my mom. I wasn't raised um, in a household with my mom at, um, at a young age, but as I got older and I reconnected back with my mom, it was like building a relationship. And I tell you, I was able to come sit at the end of her bed and just begin to talk to her about everything, begin to open up. And she was giving me so much wisdom, but it was times that I was moving so fast and sometimes I just couldn't hear her. But as I look back today, she's no longer here. I hear her wisdom. I hear her knowledge. I hear her words of counsel and it brings me to a place to say, you know what? If I could have took that time back and just sat there on the days that I wanted to run fast, the days that I felt like I didn't have time to hear and just sit there at her feet like Naomi and Ruth. Come on, how 
She sat there at the feet of Naomi and she took in and absorbed wisdom. Even though Naomi was bitter, even though Naomi felt like she was not worthy, that she could not give her what she needed. But there was something wise about Naomi that Ruth liked because not only did she follow Naomi, but she stayed with Naomi and she made sure that when she made it, Naomi was right there with her. So it was something that, that Naomi had that Ruth knew that she needed sitting at the feet of Naomi. We need to sit at the feet of someone with wise counsel, with wise wisdom, with wise correction, with, with love that will tell us when we're wrong, tell us when we're right, and sometimes even use an authoritative voice. See, sometimes an authoritative voice is not negative is not bad when God is calling out that spirit because sometimes that demonic spirit that is in that individual needs to hear that authoritative voice to let him know it's time to come out it's time to, to, to we're evicting you you know when you go through an eviction you know they put a thing on your door three-day notice no we ain't giving you three days devil you getting evicted now today out now in Jesus' name. Out now in Jesus' name. We ain't giving you no more time because guess what? This is a 911. They may not make it tomorrow. So when you know that it's time for deliverance, you can't say I'm coming back next week. You can't say I'm coming back next month. The eviction starts now. We ain't serving you no three-day notice. We serving you notice right now today. You are being evicted right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In Jesus' name. So I believe even right now, a spirit demonically have been evicted out of somebody that's listening to me right now at the sound of my voice. So you got to know how to use your authoritative voice to evict those demonic spirits, those demons that are operating in our children, operating in people that you know that their character was good once before, but because this spirit is, is taking residence. Come on. So at the end of the day, we are commanded to forgive. We are commanded to be fruitful and multiply whatever we're doing in all areas of our life. Because in the book of Genesis, chapter 1 and 28, he said to us to what? Be fruitful, to multiply, to subdue, take dominion. Come on now. He gave us a command. This wasn't something that he just told. A command means that you have to do it. I don't care what your situation look like. I don't care what they, where they say you can't be. I'm your God, your Lord Jesus Christ. I commanded you. So that means that you have to be fruitful. You have to multiply. You have to be blessed. You have to subdue and take dominion. Come on now. My grace is sufficient. He blessed them. That's the first thing he did. He said be fruitful. Multiply. Subdue and take dominion. That's five commands. Five mean grace. His grace is sufficient. Meaning that we are commanded to do it right now. Not tomorrow, not when our bank account get full, not when we feel like we can do it, not when our bodies feel like they're stood to know. You do it while you sick. You do it when you weak. You do it when you without. You do it when they've left you. You do it when you down. You do it when you out. He have commanded us. He have blessed us. He have multiplied us. He has said be fruitful, subdue, and take dominion. Do it now. Don't wait till tomorrow. You may not have tomorrow. Do it now. He have commanded us to meditate on his word. We must continue to meditate on the word of God. We must continue to study to show ourselves approved. We must continue to look deep into the word of God because it's in the word of God. It says what? Faith come by what? Hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God is that's not literally hearing somebody else um, read God's word. It is for us to meditate on the word of God because it says for us to meditate on the word of God day and night. Day and night we need to meditate on God's word. Meaning that we need to put it in our system in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, all day, every day, anyway. God's word, meditate on it. Because just in case if the preacher don't show up, just in case if the apostle don't show up, just in case if the prophet don't show up, the teacher or the vendor, we got God's word ourselves. Nobody ain't got to go get it. We can go even go to the store and buy a Bible. We can listen to it on audio. Any You ain't got no excuse not to have God's word. You need God's word. We are commanded to meditate on God's word. Joshua 1 and 8. We are commanded to always pray and not give up. We are commanded to not worry. The Bible tells us in Matthew 6 and 25, what you worried about? Are, you, are the birds worried about um, how they're going to eat? Is the lilies worried about how they're going to be clothed? Is they going to come back up in the spring? 
Is the trees worrying about, is the leaves going to turn green when they're brown in the fall? Come on now, no. The trees ain't worried because when fall come, they're brown. When winter come, there's no leaves, just branches. When spring come, there's buds. And when summer almost hitting, it's green leaves. Come on, the birds ain't worried about it. And birds ain't worried about nothing. They're going to always find something to eat. Come on now, the lilies definitely ain't worried about it because they come up all the time. One's right here in front of the church. They're so beautiful. They come up red, yellow. They come up, they bloom up real pretty, really nice. Then they come back down. But I ain't got to worry about going out there, doing any fertilizing, going out there, digging, digging, blah, 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 blah. None of that because I know um, about a week or two, they're going to come back up. So why is we worrying? Why are we worrying? We ain't got to worry about our children. God going to take care of our children. But at the end of the day, that don't mean that we stop praying for them. At the end of the day, don't mean that we stop encouraging them. At the end of the day, it does not mean that we stop lifting them up. We cannot just put them out. We cannot just stop talking to them. We can't just block them. Hey, it was many times when my son disrespected me. Hey, and I said, oh, no, I'm blocked. And soon when I blocked it, by the time I got around the corner down the street, the Holy Spirit said, unblock. Who are you? Don't you know how many times you got on my nerves? Don't you know how many times that I had to... And at the end of the day, he said, I got this. Give him space. But you keep praying. And within a week time, call back, apologize, mom, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. But it ain't easy. Because you're like, wait a minute, I didn't raise them like that. Wait a minute, just, you know, listen. But I had to learn also how to come at them. And sometimes we can not talk to them, but we can talk at them. And that right there is very irritating. So we got to learn how to make sure that we're talking to people and not at them. Because when we're talking at them, then that right there could be very irritating. And it could be very discouraging and it could make them react in a negative way. So we got to ask God, God, how do we um, respectfully talk to someone instead of at a person? We are commanded to always pray and not give up. The Bible tells us that. We must continue to pray and not give up. Amen? We must continue to pray and not give up. Meaning that we got to keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. We are commanded not to allow our hearts to be troubled. We can't allow our hearts to be troubled. I know the trouble that our children are in is not easy. I know the trouble that they are getting themselves in is not easy. But we can't allow our, our hearts to be troubled. Don't you know how many times that I, I felt like, oh, I had to go rescue them? But guess what? When I continue to do the work of God, that same day, it's like, it's like Peter, when they just let him out of jail. Come on, the saints just started praying. Then all of a sudden, he just came. They're like, wait a minute. We were just praying for you. We thought you was locked up. Come on now. When you continue to be about your father's business, God got your children. But is it easy? No. Because your heart is going to be a little troubled. Yes, you're going to worry a little bit. It's easy for us to say, oh, don't worry. Oh, don't let your heart be troubled. You know, those are the scriptures we quote every day. But what about if somebody ain't in the world? Somebody that don't, I ain't going to say you don't know God, but you're just not intimate with God. You're not in a relationship with God. Them, heart, them words don't mean nothing to you. So how do we, how do we, how do we counsel those type of people that don't have relationship with God? That is not intimate with God when their hearts is troubled. Even those that are in relationship with God. Those that's intimate with God. Those that know God, been with God, serving God, working for God. Still hearts is troubled. Still is worried. How do we minister to them? What do we say to them? We give them the word first because the word will work. But then we have to comfort them. Comfort them with words of hope. Comfort them with words of love. Comfort them with words of support so that it can massage them. It can massage them in a way to where, okay, I know the situation is still there. But maybe if I put my mind in somewhere positive and maybe just do this for a little bit, then my worries can kind of go away. But I am still thinking about that situation. You know, you got to be 100. You got to be real with yourself. It's not easy. Come on now. Many sleepless nights for me. But my faith, my faith began to be built up. Why? Because I began to study and meditate on the word of God more. See, the more words you get in you, the more study and meditation of God's words you get in you, your faith is increased to another level. To where it's not that you're not worried, but you don't, it's not that you don't care. You just know your daddy got you. Even though, yes, it happened. And it don't feel good. And you may get that little thing like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. 
But that's the way you still got your father's business. You're still out doing your everyday thing. Even though you got this situation, it's not good. I remember I was in a situation. Oh, my God. It was like all of a sudden. And I remember I had an appointment here. I'm dealing with one of my clients here in my real estate business. Then I was dealing with somebody else here in the ministry. Dealing with the ministry. And then I had another fire to put out. But this situation that happened in that night, and the next day, I couldn't even deal with that. My own situation, because I had my real estate transaction right here. I had the church business right here. Then I had a 911 emergency for somebody else right there. I didn't get to my situation until probably like 7 at night. But then by the time I handled this, this, that, it's like God gave me discernment and revelation on my situation. So when I got to my situation at 7 at night, it's like the Spirit of God just released why that happened to me. And where did it come from? Even though the situation had already happened and it wasn't a good one, it taught me, it showed me how to handle it. For me, it was a bittersweet situation. It was bitter on one end because I wasn't ready for that, but then it was sweet on the other end because it really helped somebody. So it was like, oh my God, how do I deal with that? But it was only by the Spirit of God that allowed me to handle that and still be about this, my father's business, in an emergency. And it got to me last. That right there comes with obedience. That comes with a level of your faith being um, counterpoted to another level. Some people's faith ain't like that. And I can't sit here and say, oh, you're going to do this and you're going to no, know. Because I have to work my faith to where it is now. So I can't expect your faith to be where my faith is because we're in two different places. So I have to be able to encourage you and bring you into a place to help you understand without trying to put my faith on you that you don't even have. But deal with the faith that you do have so that it will help better your situation. That was good. Holy Spirit, thank you. We are commanded to tell God our needs. We are commanded. In the book of uh, Philippians 4 and 7, we must tell God our needs. Let's go there. Hallelujah. It's so good. I want to go back to this other um, scripture right here because this right here, I think, is very important for us. Because I'm telling you, you, get, you cannot give up on your children. You cannot stop praying for your children. You cannot stop calling them out to God. I don't care if they're if they 20, 30, 40, 50 years old. You're like, well, they're grown. They're grown, man. No, it, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop there. It does not stop there. No, 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 no. In the book of Luke chapter 18, when I says we are commanded to, to always pray and not give up, let's go, not give up. Luke 18 and 1, it says, and he spoke a parable to them to this end, that men are always to pray and not faint. Come on. Faint means giving up. Faint means being weary. Faint means losing hope. It says that we must continue to what? Pray without, come on. That's word. I'm in the word. I'm in the word of God. And he spoke a parable to them. Who spoke a parable? Jesus spoke a parable to who? The apostles to the, to the end. That men always pray and not faint. And then even when you go over to 1 Thessalonians. I'm giving you word because you got to know that this is word. We can't give up on our children. I ain't just sitting here saying this just to say, oh, you know, no. I'm sitting here telling you what the word says because when you don't do this, you're not walking in obedience to God. So you're not doing this for your child. You're out of obedience even though what they're doing is wrong. What they're doing is not even right. But when you don't do what God is telling you to do for your child, now you're walking in, out of obedience. I mean, walking out of obedience with God, not your child, but with God. And that's the worst person. It says pray without ceasing. Ceasing means continually, not stopping. Keep it moving. Amen. Then it says we're commanded. We, hold on. It says we are commanded not to allow our hearts to be troubled. Let's go over to the book of. Let me see the book of. Let me see where we at. Let's go over to the book of John 14 and 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If you were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that I am there ye may also. And whether I go, you know that the way you know. Come on. It says, let not your heart be troubled. 
ye believed in God, also believe in me. But if you don't have God, this scripture right here is going to be hard for you to do. So today, God wants you to know wherever you are, parent, even though you may not have a church home, you may not even go to church or you might not even know, you know, I you, you know God. You have heard of God somewhere. Jesus, you have heard of. I'm not going to say you don't know him. You just haven't had an intimate relationship or a relationship with him. And you know what? Some of us have. We have went to him in a variable situation and said, Lord, if you do this. But then after he did it, we ran. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart stop be troubled. And believe in God. It says we're commanded to rejoice always. We're commanded to tell God our needs. Come on. Philippians 4 and 17. It says, not because I desire good, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But all I have abound, I'm for. Receive. Hold on. Let me see. Excuse me. 19. But my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glories by Christ Jesus. 419. It says, but my God, not my friend, not my husband, not my wife, even though those are obligations that they should do. But even when they don't, my God. My God, when my wife walk away from me, my God, when my husband walk away from me, my God, when my children walk away from me, my God, when my job walk away from me, my God, when my money walk away from me, my God, when my health walk away from me, my God, when I walk away from me, come on, because sometimes we walk away from ourselves, my God, it says, but, but means don't forget this. Anytime you see but, that means hold up, wait a minute. Don't forget this, but you got to go through all of that, but keep this in the front of your mind, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Why did he say in his riches? Means that whatever we need, food, physically, mentally, spiritually, psychologically, ec economically, relationally, come on, financially, hey, Come on. It's good, y'all. We're commanded to bring our tithes and offering to the house of God. It didn't say bring the tithes and offering. To, some people say, well, I'm not tithing. You know. No, no, no. To his storehouse. Means wherever you worshiping at. Even if it's your church. To the storehouse. Okay, you may not have a church home. You may not even... But it's somebody that God has allowed them to speak in your life. What's 10%? 10% of your income. Well, you wait a minute, Apostle. I got my bills to pay. Okay. But your 10% come first. God, it says that God will provide, but my God will provide all of my needs in through his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So he know I need a roof over my head. He know I need transportation. He know I need food to eat. He know I need my medication. But if I pay my tithes first, all these things will be added unto me. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to me. Let me help somebody. Seeking God means the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is bringing your tithes to the storehouse. We are commanded to be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. We are commanded to put on the complete armor of God in the spirit. We are commanded to love our enemies as ourselves. So at the time, we feel like, oh, is our children our enemy? Wait a minute, we raised them. Wait a minute, we took care of them. But the enemy make me feel like, oh, he's my enemy. She's my enemy. No, they're not your enemy. They're your children. It is just the spirit of the demonic spirit that's operating in them, which is the enemy of God. So any, we already know that the enemy of God wants to come against us. But we're not letting him have our children. We're taking our children back. We kick it in hell door and take it. We got the keys of the kingdom. Why is we allowing Satan to take our children to hell right now? Well, we got the keys to unlock every door right now, every cell door that they're in. We unlock it. Then we put them to God and let God do the work. But we don't stop praying. We pray without ceasing. We pray day and night. We meditate on God's word for our children. They're going to get it. I promise. It may not happen tonight. It may not happen tomorrow. But look at what God did to me. He delivered me. Alcoholism, drugs, everything. He delivered me. 
He took it from me. So I know for sure that he can do it. Because see, it happened evident in my life when I did not, could not. When everybody else threw their hands up. God, it, he took it from me. I did all things up under the sun. He took it from me. Him. How about that? Let me know he can take it from them. It gives me hope to say if he cared enough about me, whoo, he definitely gonna care about his children because he loves his children. He loves his children. So I'm here today. We keep it at 100, y'all. This is less. Come on, I am a Psalms 1 39 14 woman hour. I am your host, Lady Apostle Robin. And I believe within this hour, God has spoken to us. He has said, keep it 100. Let's talk about real life issues. Come on, pastors. Come on, men and women of God. We're dealing with these same issues, but we can counsel our members all day. But we don't want to testify about how God is allowing us to overcome the same issue we're counseling people over. Come on, we got to be transparent. We got to open up, y'all. We got to open up to let them know, hey, I'm going through the same thing. But guess what? We're going to pray together. We're going to believe God. Because see, when God brings yours out, I know mass coming out. See, anytime I just see God blessing people in their children's situation, oh, I rejoice. Because I'm like, mass coming out too. Oh, my God. Because see, when God works for somebody else and you're obedient to God, he gets to do it for you. He gets to do it. So let's rejoice even for somebody else. Because when we rejoice for somebody else, guess what? Ours is on the way. May God bless you. May God keep you. I am a Psalms 139, 14 woman hour. I am Lady Apostle Robin. And I know that this word, keep it 100, dealing with being obedient to God because we are commanded, hallelujah, to lift our children up, to keep our children lifted up, to continue to pray for them, continue to serve them, continue to speak life unto them and not throw them to the wolves and not allow the enemy to come and set up house. Hallelujah. The enemy have been evicted today. Amen. And glory to God. There's somebody out here that wants a more intimate relationship with God. There's somebody out here that have not accepted him as their Lord and Savior right now. I command you to come and just accept him as your Lord and Savior by confessing with your mouth, believing with your heart that he is your Lord and Savior, that he died for you, that he went and took and buried all the sins for you and ask him to forgive you and all the things that you have held against somebody else and just call him into your heart right now and let him work your heart and work your mind and then I pray that God even release unto you the Holy Spirit that has all power for you to tread over the enemy because now that you are saved the enemy is coming at you with full force I'm not going to say it's going to be cookies and cream because he's going to come at you like blah because he don't want you to turn your life to God but it's too late he's evicted he's out we serve the notice he can't come back up because if he does he's transpassing and all we got to do is plead the blood of jesus over him and guess what he shall blah blah he died in jesus name so let's go ahead and give god praise for you accepting him as your lord and savior for you being filled with the holy spirit that open up your mouth wide as the bible reminds us in psalms 81 as we open up our mouth wide come on come on go ahead and give god praise go ahead and give god thanks thank him for connecting you with your next divine assignment to also give you the ability to understand give you wisdom give you the spirit of knowledge and understanding the spirit of counsel to look into the word of god and allow the word of God to open up your understanding, to illuminate your mind, to enlighten your eyes as you begin to read that you have an understanding in Jesus' name. That God brings divine connections in your life, divine financial breakthroughs, divine relationships, divine encounters in the mighty name of Jesus over your life right now. And I pray that you begin to walk into your purpose and destiny and doors begin to swing open for the will of God in your life. May God bless you. May God keep you. I am a Psalms 139.14 woman hour. This is your host, Lady Apostle Robin Stokes. And may God bless you. And until next time, we'll be back here. Hallelujah. Amen. Not this Tuesday coming, but the next Tuesday. Amen. Because remember, it's every second and fourth Tuesday of the month. Amen. So may God bless you. Even if it's five weeks in a month, it's still every second and fourth Tuesday. Amen. We'll see you on Sunday, 10 o'clock, 10.15 a.m. Sunday school as well. Um, we're still studying, understanding the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. So God bless you and God keep you. And we are open so you can come and join us. 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5. 
uh, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. And we have the food pantry as well. There's free food. We also have non-perishable, perishable. We have meats, chicken, shrimp, hot dogs, hamburger. All of it's free. So make sure you come if you're in need of food, no matter if you're working, no matter whatever your case may be. Don't let pride stop you from being fed. In Jesus' name, amen. So God bless you. May God keep you. I am a one Psalms 139 woman, 14 woman. Our a wave of glory. I am Lady Apostle Robin. May God bless you in Jesus' name. God bless you. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.